0: Before we get into this episode, I have an announcement. The next round of our program, Wanting It More, is going to be starting on February 1st, 2024, and it will be the last time I run it at the current price. The reason for this is that we are now providing a complete learning and support track for husbands, the same amount of support and education that we have been offering for women instead of just the weekly support calls that we have done for the last two rounds for men. So if you join for the February, March round, you will get all of this for the current price before this goes up. And I think it is a great decision to make. We have found that the more support and education we provide men, no surprise, the better the outcomes are for all couples. So if you want to decide uh, if it's a good fit for you, if you want to learn all the information, you can go to jannadentonhouse.com slash wantingitmore for all the details. And I hope to see you there. And I also hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. Today we are joined by Lee. Lee just completed Wanting It More with his wife and agreed to come on the podcast and share his whole personal life with (laughs) the entire world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, everything.
0: Yeah. So, Lee, why don't you get us started with a little introduction?
1: Okay. Hi, I'm Lee. Uh, I'm just a little bit over 40 years old. Got three kids, been married 19 years. and we just found that we got to a point in our relationship marriage um where family kind of got in the way not not got in the way it sounds terrible uh, family became more of a priority than us and anything else so that's uh, that's where our journey with this sort of started really did you
0: start listening to the podcast before you did wanting it more
1: yes yeah we did um my wife found uh the podcasts through i think it was a post on facebook that she saw and saw you and uh she's she showed me and i was like yeah great if you want to listen to it uh, i'm more than happy we can listen to it together if you want and we kind of did and we, we both enjoyed it and um my wife felt that she needed to sort of process it a lot more in her brain than I did. I'll just listen to it and listen to the next one. And I found myself working my way ahead and um yeah. And then I felt that was sort of I don't want to say stressing her out a bit, but I was trying to talk about things and she was like, Oh no, no, I haven't got that far yet. We just need to chill out with it. So I was like, okay, just put the brakes on a little bit there. And then um yeah, then I started looking into other things and started doing work on myself as well, Um, away from the podcast. I wasn't pressuring anything. Um, Yeah, and then uh, after about, oh, I don't know, we must have been listening to your podcast since the beginning of the year, maybe. Uh, Then I started working on myself and about three months later, um, she came to me and showed me an email and said, oh, I've signed up. Mm. So it's like, great.
0: So honestly what was your first impression of the podcast and the topics that we explored honestly
1: honestly yeah honestly okay okay um as a man uh I felt I felt very victimized I felt like everything that was going on was the fault of man and um I I was a little bit like "Mm, I'm not too sure if I want to carry on listening to this this is at the the very beginning not sure if I want to carry on listening to it and then my wife came to me, she said, everything that Jenna is saying is me. And I was like, right, OK, she goes, just keep listening to it. It's not about victimizing men. It's a lot more than that. But she can understand why it makes me feel like that. And it, it makes sense why it makes me feel like that. Um, yeah, so that that was my first initial thoughts. But once you get over that and you sort of carry on, it, it's really not that at all. I mean, what
0: would you say to a man who is also feeling that way, who maybe listened to this one because it's with a guy and he's like, I want to hear what yeah. this guy has to say about this.
1: So, so th- this is where I went. I went from listening to the ones that you did by yourself and with the women. I thought, well, right, I'm going to find the ones with the men in it. And then that's where my sort of personal journey started. Once we got into, into those. Um, what I would say to other people is Janet, Is running a course called Wanting It More. So she's on the side of two people having it more, you know? So it's um she she's on Jenna's on side with men and women. Yeah,
0: just couples having more intimacy, true intimacy. Exactly. That may not may not be what you've had before. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which was another surprise, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a bit.
0: Well, let's get right into that. What was that a surprise okay.
1: for you? Um, yeah, see, with with the whole way that you, you teach us and you show us what what's really going on and why we think the way that we do, it, it makes sense. It makes so much sense that media and culture and films and advertising has taught us a certain way. And then when you explain it and break it down, and we start thinking about it and we start practicing what you've, you've taught us. Um, then we start talking like real in deep conversations about the, the stuff that we're learning. It was a real, um, it's a bit upsetting, really. It's a real sort of shock um, to find out how my wife actually felt about our interactions before. Uh, before you um before you got involved
0: Mm. and what were those what was she saying to you and can you share a little bit more about the feelings of it being upsetting
1: yeah so she would say things like um if she really thinks about how or if she steps into the mindset that she's getting into now that you, you were teaching her um she realizes that for a long time she hasn't enjoyed what's been going on. Um, she hasn't necessarily wanted it, um, and this is really horrible to say out loud because I feel again like it's all it's all my fault. But it's I, I kind of feel like um, I must have pressured her for for so long and um, made her feel like that, and I, I've never wanted to do that. It was never never ever my intention or plan same as any other guy you know um majority of guys out there it's it's not something that I set out to do and then um yeah to hear that from her was really really quite upsetting um so yeah I just
0: it's like you've been you've been conditioned and you've been taught these messages your whole life as a man yeah. about what you're yeah. supposed to do and what women like and yeah. what, is, what does it mean to show up in the bedroom and what are your responsibilities as a guy to, you know, to her and to your sexual relationship and then you are also coming out of that fog of lies as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like before, before we like if we come to bed and um, it's like, right, okay, give her a bit of a cuddle and then if anything escalates and happens from there then then great but I never thought that that anything would have happened that she didn't want or she didn't feel comfortable with and I never had any idea or clue as to that she wasn't happy or, or comfortable with it um to be honest I don't think she did either she just thought it's just just normal that's what what you do and I thought that's what you do and it, it's it's just normal married life and relationship and Mm -hmm. the kids go to bed and that's the only time of day you have and everyone's tired, but you just get on with it anyway. And, and that's Mm. it. But yeah, um, I think we were very wrong, (laughs) but you you never know until someone points it out and shows you what's wrong with that and why.
0: Yeah. We're all just doing it very automatically without examining it. Because yeah, yeah, exactly. And it doesn't matter the age. I mean, I've talked to, to people in their 70s, and it's the same thing. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. you just keep on going and going until, yep. until you stop and open your eyes and look around a little bit. Looking yeah. back as a child, and as a teen, can you see how some of these cultural messages were taught to you? Maybe not, like directly, but maybe just through, you know, the, the,
1: the culture? Yeah yeah 100% Um, when I was sort of going out and partying and trying to meet girls and all the rest of it it was the old-fashioned way down the pub and in the clubs and stuff like that and you know the the goal was always to to try and get a phone number or kiss somebody or all that sort of thing you know and it was just normal it was just the way the way life was and I don't really know where that came from I guess it's just like a a male a male thing it's like, oh yeah you're gonna get on holiday and you know get with loads of girls and and all that sort of stuff you know and it's just normal <laughs> you know it's yeah.
0: did it increase your credibility with your friends
1: um i never really thought about that but yeah that, I probably did think that but no it it, it realistically it probably didn't
0: yeah but, but the maybe the cultural norm of that conquest yeah and did you get the did you get her number did you yeah 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 hit that <laughs> what, yeah. what what language is used but the, I'm guessing yeah. that was a uh, type of the conversations you'd have yeah them. yeah
1: so it was always here we, we don't say hit that really it's um did you did you pull so you go mm. out and you pull the birds you know and it was always that sort of thing that um that would be spoken about you know and I suppose looking back and thinking about it now talking to you it's like if somebody didn't go out and port be like oh never mind maybe next week you know it's so yeah I think that probably was a big big part of it when I was younger
0: yeah so, what were some of your first sexual experiences like
1: um not very good no. Not, not very good at all. Can you elaborate
0: a little further?
1: Um, just um, oh, blimey, I haven't thought about this in a long time. Lots of fumbling around and trying to to do stuff that didn't didn't work. You know, it's just and lots of nerves there as well. Lots of pressure and um yeah certain parts didn't work the first time I tried and it was like okay feeling very nervous and Mm -hmm. yeah and then you sort of okay try again another time another time and and that sort of thing
0: yeah so you were feeling pressure as well
1: yeah 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 I, I mean I was quite late I didn't I say quite late here in England back then it seemed quite late to lose your virginity at like 18 or something it's um and yeah i guess there was pressure from that you know
0: well, yeah it i I'm, it... i imagine as a as a guy you were expected to have it all figured out to know the moves yeah. to know know what to do to understand yep. how to make her come like how does this all work
1: yeah and back then we thought that the girls knew how to do it all You know, we Uh, thought that they had it all figured out and we thought that, oh yeah, they know what they're doing and they must have done it before and just as clueless as us looking back. It's just, it's funny, you know?
0: Yeah. If you could go back now to that 18-year-old, what would
1: you tell him,
0: knowing what you do now?
1: (sighs) Um, Just take your time a bit more, I guess. Just don't, don't worry about it. Don't panic. Just enjoy yourself and have fun and when the right thing comes along you'll know like when me and my wife got together we we knew straight away that um that, uh, that that it was great it was it was really good i mean we were quite young um i was 21 and she was 18 so we got together and um pretty soon after we we realized that our what we wanted in life matched up and we both got on really well both got really nice families and yeah, pretty soon started saving for a house, and the rest is history, really. Mm-hmm. And
0: what was your sexual experiences like in the early days of your relationship?
1: Um, with my wife? Mm-hmm. Um, well, she'd had uh, a, a long-term relationship, a year and a half, something like that, with, with a guy. Um, I'd never had a, a long-term, anything more than two weeks, really um and he, even then i hadn't really sort of had much in the way of sex and stuff that was successful at all <laughs> um and, and it was good it was great and there was a lot of um i, I remember that like, the first time there, there was a lot of uncertainty of what to do there's no communication there or whatever it's no. just like all right okay just do that and Just that's fumble it, around and... see if you can yeah. get the bra off <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
0: so. yeah did you ever I mean I'm guessing the answer is no but I'm I'm always like excited to be surprised did you ever have any conversations with like your dad or do you have brothers or friends or any no. sort of helpful
1: talk no no not at all uh my my mum probably would have been the the most useful person that I spoke to about things. Uh, My dad was, he was always around, but he wasn't really, um, wasn't really the greatest dad. He's a much better granddad than he is a dad. Um, He's, he was very much uh, a Neanderthal hunter-gatherer, provider, Mm. um, and my mum sort of brought us up really. Um, And yeah, my, my brother was younger. Uh, so he hadn't had any of them experiences either. Um, so, yeah, it was just my mum trying to teach me about sex and stuff and condoms and all the rest of it, which is a little bit awkward. But, um, yeah, bless her. she's uh, She did a, an OK job, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. So more of the practical considerations that you had nobody go to talk to when you were feeling awkward or not sure if you were doing it right or anything.
1: No, like that. no, nothing like that no no guidance
0: gosh when you think about it it's just so it's so awful that our culture has done this to both men and women yeah but i think men in particular it's so isolating
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess so like you say i think that like you said uh, the men are just expected to know what to do and i said the women are as well but yes yeah, the same for both it's
0: yeah
1: everyone thinks the grass is greener and it's it, they know what they're doing and they can take care of it, but they don't. There's a lot of pressure as well for, for men. Um, you know, like, well, it sounds awful. Women just have to sort of lay there, you know, mm-hmm. and men have to physically be able to, to do it. And mentally, especially the first, first time. And when you first try and it's, it's tough, it, it doesn't happen. It's really, it's really tough
0: yeah you got to have an erection it's got to be yeah big and hard and last a really long time and no premature ejaculation and yeah and and you really aren't in control of that
1: no and then you're always worried because there's always the the media thing of what has to be big and has to be massive and Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know anything small is just laughable and Mm -hmm. it's just it's ridiculous now it's ridiculous back then it made made lots of sense
0: yeah just it just left unexamined yeah and there's still all sorts of memes and jokes and it's still huge it's a huge part of our culture
1: (laughs) Yep, (laughs) yep, it is we
0: make that um, assumption and then we we have women who are saying it's not true this is not what we're looking for it does not make a better sexual experience yeah Um, but then there's yeah that that um, gender gendered stereotypes that we're all trying to you know were unconsciously playing out
1: yeah yeah that's very true
0: so when things started to change in your relationship or maybe right from the beginning when you when your wife started wanting less sex and you were you know what was that experience like earlier on
1: um she look looking back I, I feel like she used to want Lots and it was never an issue, and she'd be more than happy to to put on sexy lingerie and things like that. And then over the years, I I might buy her some something nice that something that I thought was nice, but um, it turns out that she didn't, and she just felt pressured. And we had a a great big box or a drawer of sexy underwear and stuff like that. And recently, I told her, I said, "Let's just throw it all away," because there was a conversation about it. And um, she said it makes her feel horrible. It makes her feel pressured. And um, it, she just doesn't want to look at it. I said, look, just throw it away. I said, I'm going away for a few days with with a, a friend. Um, I said, just throw it all away while I'm gone. And we, we've never got to worry about it again. And it's gone. There, there's nothing we can do. Um, so that was the first thing, really, that I noticed that sort of went. Um, and then in the last couple of years, I, I think things... I feel things are sort of slowed down. And to me, it felt like we were more roommates than than a married intimate couple. Um, and then, of course, me not realizing um, uh, every time I asked or every time I um initiated or anything like that was added pressure. um and she she hated it, but she never said because she didn't realize she hated it. It was just much easier. For her to get in a mood about it, then take it out on me. Then I would get in a mood about it, and I'd take it out on her. Then I would sulk for two days, and then we wouldn't – not that we wouldn't talk, but there was just tension in the air. And it's like, right, okay, that would go on for a week, and then we'd do stuff, and then it'd just be a circle, just going back round and round. Everything would reset when we did stuff, because it turns out now she said that she just – did it to shut me up and and whatever which is horrible again to hear that is it's really it's heartbreaking Mm. but um yeah um yeah so things just sort of been on a very slow downward spiral um until it all came to a head probably about this time last year Mm. so um we, we started talking a bit more about it and what was wrong um and then that's when we found you beginning of this year, I think it was. Uh, and then I um, I started working on myself. I stopped uh, instantly. It, it made a lot of sense The stuff I was doing with myself. Um, I stopped like the sulking uh, because I realized, of course, that's not attractive to anybody. So I, I've done my best to stop the sulking. I've done my best to stop arguing. Um, we never had major fights or anything, but there'd always be arguments and that. And I just try and keep very calm. I don't really shout and, But now it's just like, no, I'm not going to talk to you while you're trying to start an argument. We're going to talk about this when we can both talk about it sensibly. Mm -hmm. Um, And things like that have really helped. And then I think from doing that to myself, that's when she thought, oh, maybe if Lee can work on himself and and make improvements, then that's when she signed up to you. Mm -hmm. So and then it's yeah, it's been good.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of trust that's built when our partners can do their work as well, and yeah, that it's not just all on her shoulders. Like you're, yeah, you're the big problem here, so you need to go fix yourself. You are taking, yeah, taking accountability
1: as well. It's really cool, yeah. And and with the work on myself, it, it's a bit like whim. It's not an overnight fix. It's no. I, I'm I, I'm very much. um Well, I found out through the books and stuff like that that I'm a fixer. I like to try and fix things. Most men do, and you you can't just fix this. You're constantly looking for a solution to a problem, and it's like, right, yeah, let's do this, and everything will be better. There there isn't any of that. It's it's very slow and long, and uh, like I say, I've been working on myself for about six months or so now, and only the last few days, I'm like, right, I've got to slow this down even more. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got to really take my time with it, and not talking about us as a couple. I'm just talking about me. Um, and then hopefully the rest will, will come.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, there's, I think there's a misunderstanding around men and sex that, that it's really about the orgasm. Have you, have you come to any conclusions for yourself about what that was for you and still is around what needs or what, um, what deep desires a sexual experience is fulfilling for you?
1: Um, a, a lot of <sighs> blimey, that's a big question. Um, so a sexual experience for me, it's more about the connection. Mm-hmm. There's, there's one person in this world, and I used to say this to her, and this was another trigger for her because she's like, no, that's pressure, that's pressure but in all seriousness in all honesty there's one person in this world that i get to share a special connection with and that's it you know her answer would be well what what are you saying that you're going to go and find somebody else if i don't give it to you i said no i want it to to work out and we can we can um have that connection together you know um yes uh going back to your question orgasm always seemed to be the the goal as in that's when you've you've both had a a good time and then you both orgasm and you're um you uh you you kind of finish it's uh again since whim we found out that orgasm isn't the finish it's it's just part of it um but that's what it all leads to—the climax. You know, that's what it's called. It's, it's again media and culture, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it sort of legitimizes the experience. That, yeah, you know, that thing yeah. happened, and it was.
1: The yeah, best it could be. And for for a man, um, I, I think the, the without being too graphic, the the release is maybe much different than it is for a, a woman. It's it's a big stress reliever. It's it makes you feel so relaxed after and it's it's like a drug, you know? It's it's great.
0: I think I think it's this it's more similar than we think it is. Yeah. But I think cultural culture has a narrative around men's orgasm and has a narrative around women's orgasm that women's orgasm is sort of the light version. Um. and it's sort of it can happen or it can't and it's not that important but I I really think that's a cultural message because women masturbate lots but it's just not kind of spoken about or as acceptable in our culture yeah happen yeah
1: yeah no it's strange Um, I I mean as far as I'm aware my wife she doesn't masturbate Um, she says she doesn't and she hasn't really ever um, but whenever we have sex we both always orgasm Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of I I see it's kind of being fair Uh, I don't know I I just don't want it to be me having a good time and Mm. and her not you know so
0: It's so hard to unpack this conversation, especially around orgasm, because it's so steeped in culture. So it's like, what's true, what's not? And then having the conversation about pleasure, that pleasure is the most important thing. And whether that's defined as orgasm or not, I think that's such an individual experience.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And again, through whim, that's, changed things massively for us um because once we got through and we started um having like the xd's um my wife would things have changed hugely like i don't initiate anything anymore um there's no pressure there's no uh i don't say no want because there is a want but there's no um no hassle or anything from me we we come to xd and then my wife will just we'll have a cuddle and a chat and relax and then she can just do whatever she finds gives her pleasure you know if it's touching my stomach or my chest or my arms or my hands or or whatever if she wants me to rub her feet or rub her back whatever it's and then if she doesn't like it we stop and we do something different and it's it's great it's it's nice it's nice to be here to give her what she's happy rather than me just guessing if she's enjoying it or not or Mm -hmm. presuming she is enjoying it then her guiding me into what she wants me to do is it's awesome it's brilliant
0: yeah it's a guarantee that she's really happy with what's going yeah
1: yeah and it's nice Uh, a couple of times it's like no I don't like that let's just stop and it's like okay so we stop for a minute it's like right okay let's try this and yeah it's it's really good
0: and how has that been for you learning Uh, learning how to respond to those requests or the you know that quick communication
1: yeah um it was weird to start with um because i'm used to just sort of grabbing hold of her and uh, and giving her a cuddle or or whatever and trying to stop myself from doing anything like that that she might not want if she wanted me to grab her boobs she she would ask me to rather than me just going for it and it's kind of nice as well because a couple of times she's asked me to do it, and I've just sort of ignored her. I probably shouldn't say this because she's going to be listening to it and she, at some point? <laughs> um, it's, it it is yeah.
0: nice to err on the side of like having her ask again. Not that you're playing hard to get, but yeah. it is always nice to err on that side.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, or she might take my hand and put it on her somewhere, and mm-hmm. that—that's really nice. That's, that's mm-hmm. really, really nice. Actually, it's—it's it's great.
0: Yeah, are you feeling that um, that need of connection is like you're experiencing connection through those experiences?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, more so than ever before, I think. Um, and I, I don't know if it's because things have changed or just because we're a lot more conscious of what what's happening. Uh, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's something's happened and it's, it's great. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I have trouble though, sort of switching off from the XD. It's like we we have the XD, and then we might go out, and I kind of feel like I'm still in it, and I want to just grab her and give her a cuddle, and she's like, "No, no, no, get get away, or don't don't do that, or yeah. you know, that that sort of thing." Yeah,
0: yeah, it just takes it takes a long time to. This is a huge huge adjustment. It,
1: it does, and for me to unpick everything that i know and how i think about things um is is very difficult it's easy not easy i'm not saying it's easy for her at all but she can just say no don't do that and it's like right okay um and it's very difficult because she said you can come and give me a kiss um if you want to or you can come and touch my bum when you want to but that's it it's like okay so then i give her a kiss and it's the wrong type of kiss or it's a second too long or so it's easier for me to say okay well i I won't give you a kiss if you want a kiss you come to me and everybody's well everybody she's happy um which is the, the important thing here um letting her lead things and going with her intuition um is more important at the moment than my want for stuff so
0: yeah that's i do find couples having the most success i would say when they lean in that direction with women just simply initiating things when they are into it because then it does guarantee that she's into it rather than having to say no and feeling guilty and dodging your advances yeah
1: yeah Uh, and that's what's really great with the xd because um before uh, we've discussed loads of different stuff over the years and um and I, I sort of suggested a few times, maybe setting aside a time, whatever night, Friday night, Thursday night, whatever. Um, she's always been like, no, no, I don't want to book it in. I don't want to plan anything ahead because it feels too planned and too pressured. So, OK. But when Jana suggests it, it's all good. <laughs> so um, you know the
0: difference is, Lee, is that safety is there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was also prescribed scheduled sex by a therapist and it would cause massive anxiety. It was Friday yeah. night and I would just dread it all day. But it's because you need the con you need a different context in order for yeah. this to work.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. Um, and you know, now we have our set time and um she'll jump in the shower. it's kind of nice doing it that way. She'll have a shower and then she'll get out and it dry or whatever, I'll jump in the shower because it only takes a minute. Um, and then and then it kind of like that. I think or I feel that the shower is like the cut off point of real life, yeah. And then the XD starts from the shower, and then we generally so far we've just come to the bedroom and um, got into bed, and then we'll have a little bit of a chat about stuff, anything, work, the kids, the car, you know, the dogs, whatever. Um and then it's like okay. And then in that time when we're talking, there's a little bit of touching, like her her touching and feeling my hands and and things like that. Um, and then it just progresses from there.
0: Yeah, hmm. so beautiful.
1: How yeah. is
0: this changing um, the conversations that you that you will or have had with your children?
1: Not my job. <laughs> no um it's a funny one with the the kids i've said for a long time that um that because of the way i was when i was a teenager and and whatever going out to the clubs and trying to get with women all over the place um i think that's why god gave us three daughters so he could show me what what it was that i was i was like and pain i was causing other parents or or worry i was causing other parents rather um and having this course um i don't think it's a conversation for me to have with them but i'm sure my wife will she will 100 she will she wants to tell everybody about it um to know that they hopefully if they got the right information from my wife from you then they won't be in a situation where they're not doing something they don't want to do
0: yeah
1: does that make sense
0: yeah that's that's the heart of it isn't it
1: yeah yeah so it's um it, yeah it really is being in a, a position where you can say no or you can say yes and you're fully on or the the girl party is fully in, on board and involved in what's going on um and I guess having the confidence to say yes or or no is more more important. Um, it, yeah, hopefully we we can install that in them. I think it's going to be a bit weird coming from me, but uh, definitely from my wife that she'll be able, able to have a good chat and hopefully steer them on the right path.
0: Yeah, and you never know—you may have access to their boyfriends in the future or their partners, yeah. and that may yeah. be a conversation that does come up, and you're able to have a minute of courage, you know, to share a little bit of what you've
1: learned with them. Yeah, yeah, no, that, exactly. Uh, my father-in-law was uh, was great when we first got together. Um, he, really nice guy. Get on really well with both the in-laws, um, and, and yeah, I hope that when we get to that point you know i have the same sort of relationship with with my daughter's partners Mm -hmm. so we'll see
0: we thank you so much for having this conversation with me i think it's just so it's so important to have male voices on the podcast and yeah um, was there anything that we didn't cover today that you were hoping to get to uh
1: no i don't think so i made some notes but um I just sort of put them down and didn't really <laughs> look at you them. You can have a cause... quick look over
0: them. Just um,
1: to... um, yeah, no, I think we're all all good. No, just what's great about the course as well is I know you didn't do it before, but this round and maybe the last round you had like a men's section as well which is really, really valuable. Um, a, a few of us, um, I might be a bit guilty of this, spoke a bit too much maybe <laughs> and uh, and got involved. But then there's a lot of people on there that didn't talk and a lot of people as well that didn't even come to the meetings. And now we, we set up like an email group and a couple of them said, oh, I've watched the recordings back and I wish I'd taken part. I never bothered, but I really wish I got involved. And it's it's so important for the men to have the the information that they need as a man um to help make this work better if i hadn't done the the work on myself and my wife had just come back and said right i've done this and i'm not going to be involved i i wouldn't have changed myself the way that i have done since the, the, the last six months or whatever yeah so and then coming into your community of the the men from it having that little bit of information that I've been working on myself with really helped with that. Mm-hmm. So it it's it helps with the compassion side of things, being more compassionate and seeing what's going on and that it's right. And um, yeah, it's it, it's just been eye-opening with everything. You know, it's been great.
0: What was that like to go into a group of men and talk about your sex life? I mean, it's not something that's sort of culturally appropriate.
1: With with your group, yeah, yeah, that was absolutely fine for me. That was absolutely fine when I started with like the the other groups and stuff. The men's groups and the men's work that I did on myself, it was scary as anything. Mm -hmm. If I'd come into your group without that, I I would have probably not said anything. So I'm not talking about sex and willies and boobs and (laughs) vulvas and all the rest of it. Willies and boobs, (laughs) well, you know. But yeah, yeah, um, so what
0: would you say to another? man who is thinking about doing this with his wife but is feeling like gosh what are we even going to talk about this is going to be awkward like like what are
1: the men going to talk about or what's the, the man and the wife going yeah to talk about? no
0: if you if if a man is listening right now and he's thinking okay maybe i'll consider doing this and maybe i'll consider yep. coming to the calls what would you tell him in terms of uh you know what it's like or maybe some reassurance
1: yeah um i would say probably do a little bit of research first not into not into women not into couples anything on, on yourself do some research on yourself first and get yourself on a path where you're in a good place uh, and you're you're getting yourself to where you want to be then going into this will be so much easier it's scary to start with um Again, I felt very victimized at the beginning, but it, it's not that at all. It, it's really not that at all. Um, and just be there for your wife. Get involved. The more you get involved, the the easier it is to to help and understand what's going on.
0: Yeah, that's great advice and, and also very validating because, as you know, we're building out a much more robust program for men that doesn't in- yeah. involve – some of that personal development work that I think will yeah. be really supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lee, for coming on. No and worries. You're welcome. Thank
1: you for everything that you've done with us or for us forever. Um it's it's great. And hopefully we're on a good road to 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 wanting it more. <laughs> yeah, for never the rest ending, of forever. never
0: ending learning, never That's ending it. journey for the rest of your That's life. That's it. All right. Part so of our life everyone. now.
1: Yeah. Thanks
0: everyone for uh, listening and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye for now. Hey, just Jana. I know I just said goodbye, but here I am again, reminding you that if you would like to join Wanting It More, now is an excellent time. The price is going to be going up. So if you joined for the February, March round of 2024, you will get the complete program for women and the brand new complete program for men for the current price. It's a really great deal. So if you want to join, I highly encourage you to join our waitlist. You can go to janadentonhousecom slash more to sign up and then you will be the first person or the first group of people to get the information so that you can join before the the gates open for everyone and it's flooded. (laughs) All right. Well, I hope to see you there if it's a good fit. And I'm looking forward to welcoming both you and your partner to the experience.